and welcome to Portraits of Clongos, a podcast series that takes you on a journey into the lives of former pupils of Clongos Wood College. My name is Rossa McDermott, and in this podcast series, we will speak with alumni from Clongos to hear their first-hand accounts of the transformative impact this school has had on their lives. Hugh and Sim came to Clongos as a language teacher and in my time was also there to train rugby in the Super Thirds. He had recently retired from 39 years in Blackrock College, where he went to after Clongos. Hugh Gunn, tell us your story. Hi, Rosa. Uh, delighted to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. Uh, but my name is actually not Sim. <laughs> Sorry for that. My name is Shimankiewicz. Shimankiewicz. Uh, yes, Shimankiewicz. My name is Hukan Shimankiewicz. My father was... Um, a proud Polish, he was a um, primary school teacher in Poland, had to do his military service, ended up fighting against the Germans in World War II and uh, was a prisoner of war for five years. At the end of which uh, he decided Poland wasn't a safe place to live in, so went to England where he was thrown back into POW, ex-POW prison for five years. In the meantime... Where? I'm not really sure. I think it was Scotland yeah. somewhere. Right. Uh, Yorkshire, Scotland, up that, that neck and of the And you, where did you, where you start off in Poland? Where was he from in Poland? Yeah. Poznan. Uh, well, Leszno, a, a town outside uh, called Leszno. And uh, my mother, in the meantime, was studying to be a nurse in in, uh, in Martyr in Dublin. And um, just before her finals, she was caught ironing her uniform on the ward on a Sunday and was fired on the spot. Whereupon she said, right, getting out of here, went to England, did fruit picking. World War Two broke out and she said, listen, I'm a nurse. Uh, do you want a hand? So she worked uh, all during the Blitz in London uh, underground, hiding underground, obviously, in the, in the metros uh, during the bombings. And um, then how they met is another long, another huge pod, pod, podcast. I won't go into that. And then uh, when my, my father died then, was the war it was a bit rough on his health, and he died when I was six, and we came back to Galway, where my uh, first uh, encounter with the Jesuits was St. Ignatius College Galway, which back then was a, a Gale skull. So I did really badly. I managed to fail the primary cert, believe it or not. I was hopeless. Uh, we had to do Starikus uh, learning it off like was as if it was the Quran. I hadn't a clue what I was learning, so I did really badly. Went to Blackrock, where everything was through English. And it was there that my first encounter with Klongos came. Wow. When, as, as an under-15, they had hammered us at an under-15 match. Not, I wasn't on the team. At home in Rock. So we, there was a steward's inquiry, and the headmaster, the dean of discipline then, called us, uh, said, right, we're going to go down, we have to beat them. So I remember going down there. It was wonderful. Um, uh, the atmosphere, the, the cricket grounds, the, the, the ethos of the place, you could, you could feel it. Even as a 15-year-old, you could feel it. And um, we did beat them uh, by about two points. But I remember even the game itself, uh, it was step past, two steps past. They, they were, had this, uh, they were st- uh, going over the coaches' instructions in their Quite allowed. So we knew all their tactics. <laughs> so, so we managed to beat them. And then afterwards, I remember going through the corridor with my rucksack and my bag. And this little second year or first or second, he came up to me and he said, oh, my God, you're so lucky. You're going to get a wonderful tea. <laughs> and I thought, shouldn't you guys be like trying to poison us or something? <laughs> and from then, then I went on to UCG where I did French and German. I was captain of the under-19s in a successful academy, won the... Um, the cup in the league and I was there. And while I was there, I came across my next encounter with Clongos was the SRPA, the Society of Relief of the Poor and the Age. Yeah. Two friends of mine were uh, managing it there. And so I worked with the SRPA and not realising anything really about Clongos apart from that. And then I ended up at the AGM. My HDP ended up at the AGM up in Clongos. <laughs> Met a couple of the young lads. There were a couple of fifth years there. And then, right, needed to get a job. I got no 
job offers whatsoever uh, as a teacher in anywhere in Ireland. And then I was heading for Africa. I applied for a job in Africa. I got it. I was literally heading out the door. On phone, the plane. Phone call. Yeah, <laughs> virtually. I was actually, literally, practically literally heading over. And someone said, um, uh, Paddy Crow gave me a call, I think it was. And he said, yeah, you'll come up for interview. I said, uh, maybe. I'm not sure now. Africa, Clongo. There's not much about Clongos. And Where are you going to Africa, Joe? Uh, it was Western State, Nigeria, right. and a friend of mine who went, did actually go, and he came back a few months later. The conditions were, were pretty bad. So I then went up for the interview to uh, Klongos, and um, I remember meeting Paddy Crow, and then he seemed more interested in my rugby. <laughs> did you play rugby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I met Ray Lawler, who was um, more interested in he was trying to land his ball on the tee. That's right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he sort of, uh, and the next thing I know, I got the job. Yeah. And um, so I was now a teacher. You know, a few months later, instead of being paid for the rugby, I, I lived in for the first year, which is great because yeah. I was stony broke. I had no money, obviously. I managed to cobble together a car for myself. Oh, by the way, I was staying in the morgue. The morgue. Yeah, I slept. I slept in the morgue uh, in the in the um, <laughs> infirmary. In the infirmary, yeah. And, it's still um, there. But it's not the morgue anymore. It, well, it's not. I, <laughs> oh, I don't know where do, put, where do you put the dead bodies now? In yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> and so the first night, uh, who gonna come up to the library? You know, oh, the for, library. For, yeah, come what? up to the. Yeah, I, was, I was a teacher now, yeah, so yeah, I was allowed yeah. into the library. You well, guys weren't, well, so I was allowed we up in the library. Come out to the library, you know, for a nightcap. So I was assuming I was getting a cup of Horlicks or something like this. <laughs> so he said, go to the fridge there. There's a yeah. fridge in a little alcove thing. Yeah. So I went to the fridge. That's a funny place to keep the Horlicks. Or hot chocolate. <laughs> it's full of beer. Yeah. Now, I was just out of car. I had no money. God. So anyway, needless to say, all the priests headed off to bed early because they have to be up for their yeah. early morning matins and so on. And um, I cleared the fridge. I, I managed to wake up about five minutes before the first class. The massive hangover <laughs> came in. And um, anyway, yeah, that was it. That was the... Dark footsprung, or the adage, you're driving because so mixed up. Was, I take it that wasn't your experience. You weren't... No, no, I didn't get to the library to the last few years. <laughs> they were there. But did you speak Polish at home before you came? You had Irish? No, no. My mother was from Barna County, Galway. Yeah, right? so the, goal, the Polish didn't come didn't into Didn't happen. No, yeah. no, no. That's gas. But you have languages in there somewhere. Uh, I think, yeah, I was I was hopeless at everything else. I fi- I was no good at, at any, any of the sciences. I gave up science in in, um, in in after the junior cert. In fact, I did don't think I even did it for the junior cert. And uh, languages, I was an interest in languages because back then there wasn't that much travel in Ireland, and I um, would go and visit my cousins. Our cousins would visit us from Poland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were only people allowed out of Poland in those days. If you yeah. had, yeah, you, oh, you, yeah, you forget it. Yeah. yeah, and for me to go to Poland, if I, I would have had to, if I was just a businessman, I would have had to exchange forty dollars per yeah. day st- staying there. And as a, as someone who was visiting cousins, it was just two dollars a day or something. Yeah, like we that. tend to forget. I visited Poland, Chich- it was at the western coast, Chechen, I think. They say. Chechen, Chechen. And yeah. I had to go, uh, drove from Berlin through the eastern uh, the corridor. Yeah. yeah, the corridor. And you forget now that those things in your time, obviously, the same time as mine, it was under communist control. You know, we yeah. think of Poland like you just get on a Ryanair flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's different. Yeah. So your first memory then would be what? The visual, the avenue, the fridge. Find, the no, fridge. <laughs> that's a unique story. That is the fridge in the library. I didn't know whether there's a fridge hidden there. My first memory of, of Clongos. I mean, that was the that was the intro to it. The rest, I spent five years there, and 
One of the things that that did strike me was um, the boys seemed to be in awe of me of being an ex-rock boy. And the rumour <laughs> has, the rumour started to go, why, apparently I was captain of the SCT in, in rock. I never made it beyond the seconds in Black Rock. Um, you did uh, captain the SCT, did you? I didn't captain no. any teams in, in the school in Black right, Rock. Right. No, I didn't. Uh, I, I was, I mean, they were brilliant, superb players. Yeah. So some of them went on to be international. So, yeah. And I was never, ever Who was your year then, then um, Rock Boys? Oh, what what famous rock boys. Uh, John Cantrell. Oh, John Cantrell. Yeah, he was a hooker. Yeah. And I was playing wing forward. So was Harry that, Harbison. Uh, that would have been younger than me. Younger, yeah. Younger than me. I mean, and um, the rumour had to come <laughs> that I was the captain of the SCT and I broke, broke my leg in the final. Oh, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that one now I that got, you broke your leg <laughs> we, knew, we knew you were a good rugby player because you won Goweedian didn't you you captain Goweedian uh, captain UCG college yeah. Yeah. and then I went on to play up in, in junior rugby yeah. and my other memories of Clongos is trying to get back in at night um, I remember <laughs> of course I was living in and we'd go down to was it Manzers pub or something Manzers, like that? Yeah. yeah Manzers and I remember coming back and being locked out and there's sash windows and I said yeah. okay sash oh look that one's unlocked so I tried to lift the bottom it had been nailed down yeah. so I don't know climb up over it so of course as I climb onto the top of the sash window it starts coming down <laughs> sliding down um, I lose balance tumble in land on the floor thump next thing a light flashes on and there's <laughs> nurse Doreen Purcell <laughs> where is that is <laughs> it perfect so, so uh, um, but Klongos itself my memories of Klongos just the teaching, the boys, I love the teaching, I love the students, I love the rugby, I love the countryside, the ethos. I had my own classroom, which I didn't mm. in rock. So moving to Black Rock was quite a shock having to sprint between classes, classes yeah. uh, you know, six classes a day just from one to the other. And um, and class sizes would have been different as well, they? they were um, up and down, yeah, it varied a little bit. I mean, I, because Ger I taught German and there was smaller numbers doing German in rock, Whereas in Clongos, a lot more did it. But yeah. numbers would mean small, depending on what subject you taught. My overall memory would be the classes were just such fun. Mm. And I could stand on my head and the guys would do their homework. <laughs> and if you didn't know your homework, if you didn't get your to write stuff, oh God, when I think of it, I wouldn't have put up with it. And, <laughs> and um, I've discovered that the trick was to make the boys laugh. Mm. And I remember one day there was uh, some guy shooting pigeons in the, a bunch of second years, a rudiments kids in front of me. And there was <laughs> shot right. as he fires at a pigeon. <laughs> and there was silence in the class. And I said, and boys, that's what happens if you try to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying, some poor rudiments, guys. So anyway, the question would be, why did I leave? Yeah, why did you? Yeah, uh, I was too young. Uh, when I started in Clongos, I'd say I was only two or three years, maybe three years older than the oldest student I had. Yeah. I had much more in common with them. And um, See, we forget that. There were younger teachers there, but they were all married and settled yeah. and great people, fantastic, really enjoyed it. And then, as you said, I took the Super Thirds in my fourth year there. In my fifth year then, I was uh, taking on the mantle of trying to emulate uh, Michael Shields, which was just impossible. Yeah. I mean, I always remember the first time he, uh, the first couple of sessions I had with him, because I think he wasn't there the first year or two I was there. But mm. just his methodology, his attention to detail, yeah. Unbelievable, and his his ability to build up team spirit yeah. because you were very very limited in your numbers. That was the big problem Clongos had. I mean, I think you'd have been a much more dominant force had you the same numbers we we had in Black Rock. And um, in my final year SCT year, obviously I totally committed to it. Um, if I recall, we were beaten by Terenure in the in the quarterfinals, I think it was. And um, I was there seven days a week. 
I was yeah. too young. I was too wild. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to play rugby on a, on a Saturday and have my Sundays free. Yeah. And so then one day someone said, oh, look, there's a job going in, in Blackrock. And um, so I walked up, uh, I went in there, d- decided to do it, got it, got the job. And um, I suppose I wanted to get up to the big smoke up in Dublin. And yeah, just... but it was your alma mater in that sense, though, wasn't it? It was familiar territory for you. Uh, it was, yeah, it yeah. was. But it had changed dramatically in that time. It got an awful lot bigger. Mm. Um, when I was there, I think it was something like 600. By now, it was heading up to the 1,000. Wow. Just short of 950-ish is is the numbers in, in Blackrock. Um, but the arrangement there was that I didn't tr- coach on a Saturday. Mm. I said, I'll coach all during the week, which I did. But Saturdays, I want free so I can play ru- my rugby on Saturday mm. and then have my Sundays free. And that worked uh, up to a point. Where did you play rugby? I played Wanderers. Wanderers, yeah. And then after all this big change, I got injured. I injured my neck quite badly and um, I had to give up rugby. So after the big change because <laughs> of it, I now had to give it up. So um, I took up tip rugby, swimming, squash, mm. sailing, windsurfing, paragliding, rock climbing, mountaineering. Wow. And, um, and in my mountaineering, um, and again, these were all things, as, as I mentioned before, pushing myself really beyond what I could do. I was terrified of heights. <laughs> terrified. I couldn't do it. Mark. I climbed Mont Blanc, the Matterhorn, the Eiger. Uh, north, north the North Wall. The Eiger was just the easy way up. There is an easy way. And then out of it, I formed a, a hill walking club called uh, Glenwalk. Um, we actually had a few uh, Clongos members uh, yeah. in it. And, um, you know, the sports have had to take it a bit of a backseat now because I injured my knee paragliding. Yeah. <laughs> A bad landing, forgot to break. And I also got a hip replacement there last year. And uh, so so I now do mountain cycling. Mountain. Now, that's not mountain biking. That's not, uh, it's just basically cycling on up, up and down my, on roads. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And I have a hybrid, so I won't go off of piste. And okay. I do that about three times a week. So keep very fit that way. And um, at the moment, I'm retired three years now, living it's in three. Months. Three years living in Monkstown, my beautiful wife Catherine, who, mm. who, when she discovered that I'd gone to two of the finest schools, the two finest boys' schools in Ireland, mm. decided to marry me. Oh, well, two, 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 two. Well, one is a teacher, one is a student, and a teacher. Yeah. And um, through COVID, I learned about, I learned about Zoom. So I'm doing a lot of Zooming now. I teach um, English through French to yeah. refugees. I've got two ladies who are from a, a t- place called Guinea Conakry in. Um, in Africa and um, teach them English through French. So I reverse the process and um, they're in direct provision at the moment. So I do, Zooming is brilliant. I work for a crowd called Age Action. I teach them uh, elderly elderly folk like myself. I teach them (laughs) IT, uh, how to use their phones and so on. I volunteer with a group called, because I'm into cycling now, I volunteer with a group called the Bike Hub in Dunleary, which is a social enterprise and they take in secondhand bikes so I do a lot of deliveries. And in fact, that's brought me back into connection then with Clongos because uh, the JRS, Jesuit Refugee Service, um, I'll be delivering bikes now. It's only just start. I've been working uh, for them, delivering bikes to some of their refugee centres. There's one opening up uh, shortly now in uh, Dundrum. And uh, also then Rory Halpin is oh, yeah. the CEO, or whatever you call it, of Spirasi, which is a Spiritan Asylum in, uh, Initiatives. Mm. And they look after um, the more serious end of refugees, the ones who have suffered torture. And torture. Uh, that's uh, smaller numbers there. So, yeah, I've, and I've met Rory a few times um, in relation to that. And then, on, musically speaking, I used yeah, to... Yeah, well, th- what music comes to mind... Uh, if you hear it, it takes you back to Clongos. I'm not sure whether you sing Ging Gang Golly in your sleep or Rock Boys Are We. It's, I'm very, I'm very confused. 
Well, yes, of course. What so, piece of music does bring you back? Uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, without a doubt. Uh, came out, Yeah, came out just around about that time. And uh, I just couldn't believe the length of the song, the variety mm. of it. But uh, musically speaking, I used to play the guitar incredibly badly. And um, then I've recently taken up, in my retirement, I took up the low whistle. Now it's not Is the it? flute. The low, it's the low whistle is the long one. It's the yeah. low D. Most yeah. tin whistles are high Ds. And because my ears and tinnitus and so yeah. on, it, you know, you, yeah. and also for the sake of my marriage, you don't want, uh, you cannot <laughs> practice. Yeah, uh, hitting bum notes is not a good yeah. idea. And it's br brought me to an appreciation of, tremendous appreciation of Irish music. Mm. And... Um, you know, that's in your blood anyway, obviously, through your mother's side, no? And Barna and Galway and all that. Yeah, well, Galway, you couldn't go into a pub without there being live music and yeah. people just playing and, and people playing on the streets. And these people were all, all nomadic, Yeah, you know. In actual fact, we had a B&B &B in Galway. When my father died, we came to Galway and uh, my mother's brother uh, helped start up in a, bed, a very large bed and breakfast, about 14 mm. rooms, quite big. And believe it or not, Mary Coughlin worked for yeah. her briefly because she was up in... In Taylor's Hill, she went to school yeah. there and knew my sister. So Mary Coughlin, the singer, yes, I, uh, she uh, <laughs> that Mary Coughlin, uh, yeah. wonderful blues singer and um, great voice, yeah, fantastic. And um, then uh, one day in class, I suppose my last interaction, major main major interaction, which is brilliant fun. I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying this, but um, that last day, uh, one day in class, the I said, "Boys, do your homework." Michael O'Leary did his homework. No, he didn't teach me. He didn't go to school yet. Yeah, I know. He went to Clongos. So I told him there. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. So I said, okay. He said, then, of course, the thing they should never say to me, prove it. Oh, yeah. I bloody well will. So anyway, as luck would have it, one of my past pupils, a guy called Neil McMahon, was his PA. Mm. So uh, his past pupil from Blackrock <laughs> yeah. was a PA of Michael Leary, who I taught in Clongos. So I just rang up. I rang my, Neil said, yeah, no problem. So yeah. I thought, okay, brilliant. And it was, um, i got to say, I called up to him. He was brilliant. An hour and a half, probably... The, one of the funniest hour and a half I've ever had in my life. Mm. The guy, just a, just a riot. Yeah. And uh, we even did a little video with him that my headmaster adored. She slagged <laughs> off Southsiders <laughs> and Blackrock. Yeah. And it's one of my, 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 head, my former headmaster, who's now retired from Blackrock. It's one of his favourite little um, story, little yeah. uh, videos. Really? And um, there's a reunion coming up. I just got a text off you this yeah. morning. Yes, yeah, so um, yeah, there's a... I love, I love the reunions. I love... I love meeting the guys. I love, mm. you know, saying, do they talk, still talk to me? Mm. Uh, is there any difference uh, that comes to mind in the ethos of being in Clongos and Black Rock? Is there, is there a difference educationally or not behaviourally without getting too philosophical? Is there a different way of seeing things? Both schools, believe it or not, are very similar in terms of ethos. They both do tremendous work on social work and stuff like mm. that. You know, fantastic. And, and that's brilliant to see. And Black Rock had its gold badge and duck races and and um, uh, AidLink is theirs, which mm. was uh, a massive. I went out to Africa, to um, Kenya with a, a fourth and a fifth year to check up on projects. And that was mm. just, that was mind blowing. It, it's funny that the, <laughs> when I left Klongos and went to Rock that year or a year or two later, Klongos got fantastic results. Maybe it's because I'd gone. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> results in the Leaving Cert. Yeah. And I remember when the headmasters asked me, how did they do that? Yeah, I want you to find out. So I was, <laughs> I was like, hell, I will. <laughs> Bring them up. How did you do it? And part of the reason was uh, being a boarding school, you had the guys there night, noon and morning. Yeah. So they, they, they weren't going anywhere. Whereas the boys in Black Rock, mostly they boys at this stage, and um, they had all the distraction. Of, they had the problems of getting to and from work, distractions, yeah. noise in the kitchen or whatever, doing the homework between the ads. Much tougher uh, environment uh, that way. 
So I was able to get better results, I feel, in Klongos mm. uh, because you have more control over the guys. Mm. And also, boring school. I was in boarding school for five years. Pretty boring place. And the evenings, Saturdays and Sundays can be yes. very boring without rugby. Yeah. And, you know, to be given extra homework, you know, it's a reward, reward for the weekend. Yeah, it's what makes a difference if you're yeah. a boarder. And uh, yeah. I took, uh, my two brothers went to rock and you can see the difference of uh, the way they have to yeah. live their life. There's tremendous respect in Black Rock for Klongos. Yeah, because you were saying earlier, which is a rumour we'd grown up yeah. with, that Rock used to refuse to play us, and it was actually Mick Shield who got the yeah. their castle seconds or wherever it was down to play us. I remember marking a guy, John McGeady, who I'd seen win the Junior Cup the previous year, and that was the first time Rock in my time ever came to, to Klongos. And that was the rumour we heard. They refused to play us because we were so bad yeah. at rugby. Well, um, as I told you, when I was in third or forty, we did definitely go down to play mm. Klongos. I got the fixture sheet and... I said, where's, where's Blackhawk in this? And I said, oh, we, and the way I can remember distinctly, I was shocked. And I, I was told, oh, we don't play them because they keep beating us. Now, that to me implies that was Klongel's decision not to play rock. Yeah. Because I remember my answer. I said, well, what happens if you meet them in the cup? Which oh, is where well, we always used to meet them. We get yeah. beaten. This. So anyway, that's what I was told oh, right. uh, by, from a teacher point of view. And uh, maybe, maybe someone will call in, you're going to tell us what the truth is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone please <laughs> yes. send us the truth. Uh, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and you have children. You, you, you no, didn't. I got married quite late, right. uh, quite late in life. And uh, and uh, many of us have children. So. so would you have considered either school to send a day school versus boarding, all things being equal? <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh gosh, I've, I'd spent 39 years yeah. in Black Rock. Um, Klongos would, would get my vote. Would it? Yeah, it would, because it's smaller that, mm. and it's a huge advantage and it's a boarding. Now, on one side, Klongos would get my vote, but on the other side, being a boarding school, boarding schools can be tough. And I've listened to some of the podcasts and it surprises me when I hear Guys that I thought were angelic, mm. <laughs> clearly. Well, they probably thought I was angelic too. Yeah. So that's that one debunked. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one for different reasons. You know, mm. if you're a high achiever in terms of, you know, I suppose the rugby, you know, the, one of the things about the rugby in Blackrock is, oh God, it was semi-professional. Yeah. Unbelievable. I used to co train at lunchtime, you know, and I possibly brought, possibly brought a little bit of that to Klongos when I was there as a coach. Because I would have seen all this, you know, yeah. and had to train. We trained like three days, three times a day, not cool. three times a week. Lunchtime, they would they would get off early for, they'd have a, a toast at 11 o'clock. So that while we're all going, having our lunch uh, in school, uh, they'd be out on the rec, on the recreation, passing balls up and down. Then after school, an hour. And then sometimes in the evening, more passing. That's professional. Oh, un that unbelievable. Time. And, and um, I spent a lot of time then coaching under 15s in Blackrock, you know, mm. until I was told I had to coach on Saturdays. And I said, no, not yeah. doing it. So I left it then. And that's when I took up all the other sports and looked out to myself. And if you were to sum up uh, your time in Clongos, particularly in a word or a phrase, what comes to your mind? You it's a, a word a teacher you'll rarely hear a teacher use. Fun. 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 Tremendous, tremendous fun. I laughed from one end of the day to the next. And then to have all these guys... A willing audience. I felt sometimes like a, <laughs> like a, 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 like a comedian, you know, yeah. and they just make them laugh, make them laugh, make them, you know, just yeah. make them laugh, yeah. and they'll do anything for you. And um, they seem to enjoy my teaching. Um, so we did. fun yeah. is the one word yeah. that I, as a teacher, would use. That's I'm amazing. Not, yeah, he wants him Chinguia for joining <laughs> Portrait of Grungos. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Voss. It's been great. Mm.